Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. I don't even know why I try to take vacation weeks because whenever I try to take one, like something massive happens. Um, welcome to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, along with my compadre, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, beat writer for the Carolina uh, Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets. You can follow him on Twitter at Cal- uh, Callahan underscore. Follow me on Twitter at Des underscore 3505. If you haven't heard and if you're wondering why are we on your uh, Twitter or YouTube or Facebook watch right now, Big news coming out of Charlotte uh, just happened over the past hour. Skyler will be able to give us some of the specifics of the deal, but former Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield is now officially a Carolina Panther pending physicals, if I'm not mistaken, but that'll just be probably, uh, you know, just something for them to get through to get uh, done here. Skyler, uh, first things first, how did this deal come about? Because I know you've been kind of on this the past couple of months here and felt yeah. like it was getting close, but me and you both had thought that if they were going to do anything in terms of bringing in another quarterback, it had to kind of be in this window of this week after the 4th of July with uh, training camp starting in three weeks down in uh, Spartanburg. Give us the parameters here of how this actually went down. Yeah, so this is – and I, I'm probably going to get some more stuff as, as the show goes on because my phone just won't stop blowing up. But <laughs> so the the Panthers, it's always been the money with them. They if they could get Baker Mayfield to Carolina, that was their end goal. They they knew that they wanted to add competition to this room. And Scott Fitter said it, you know, very very open, uh, right to us and the media that he wanted somebody to come in and compete and push Sam Donald for that starting job. Now Matt Corral, that that's more of a long term you know, kind of playing for that, that they hope works out. But he's not ready to do that yet. He's not ready to compete and push Sam for the starting job. So you can't just roll into the season with Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. Again, you you just can't do it. So you have to at least try. I know fans are ticked. They're like, why are we trading for another quarterback? Why are are they they trying, you know, trading for another guy that's not going to be worth a dang? Why don't they just tank? Yada, yada, yada. So – you have to be careful as a fan when when these comment when you make these comments because do you want the Panthers to show an effort that they're trying to win? Because let's not get this twisted. Me and you have said this many many times before. Baker Mayfield is not a bum. He is oh. not a bum. He took the freaking Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and won a damn game. It get, that gets lost in the. <laughs> It's Cleveland. It was Cleveland. Like, I, oh, carry on, carry on. I I get the the roster that he had in Cleveland, no doubt, was probably one of their better rosters in a very long time. But at the end of the day, somebody had to to take the snaps of quarterback and and get them to the playoffs. He was fairly good before he injured his shoulder. So, and again, now let's go back to that, that shoulder real quick. This deal is not official yet. 
it, it he's got to pass that physical, which is going to be a big question mark because of, of, the, of the shoulder injury. So there's not it's not time to fully panic yet if you're if you're not for this trade. So it's I mean if I had to guess it'll probably he'll probably pass it or go through he'll be a Panther, but this doesn't mean he's going to start either. This is going to be an open quarterback competition. Even that's what Matt Rule is going to say. It's what Ben McAdoo is going to say. But at the end of the day, it's it's Baker's job to lose. And before I get into it with my opinion of the uh, of the the trade uh, that's taking place right now in Charlotte, do need to give a quick word to our partners over at Bet Online. Uh, they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our, po- our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. Um I'm fine with this. I, we were kind of, you know, advocating for this just because not so much we we don't recognize what Baker Mayfield has done in his career. Uh, him and Sam Darnold are like number one and number two uh, in interceptions thrown since I think 2018 or something like that. But uh, I just I can't get the the vibe of Sam Darnold out of my mind in terms of what we watched last year. Like we, I feel like we watched a career get crumbled into like a paper ball <laughs> and like through everything that happened, it got to a point where it was just like, you're almost embarrassing Sam Darnold having him out here. Like he's just not ready. He's just not ready for this. Now is Baker Mayfield on the same level as Pat Mahomes or uh, Josh Allen or somebody like that? No. Is he above Sam Darnold? That's the question. And to me, it's a resounding yes. He is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. I think he's more streaky. He's more willing to take risks, which would, account for the interceptions with Darnold it didn't feel like he was taking risk it felt like he he had no choice like he had to push it down the field like there's something was telling him that he had to throw that football they're they're two completely different quarterbacks in in terms of their confidence <laughs> because I mean this is something that the narrative about Baker Mayfield is that he's this cocky swagger type guy that you know thinks he's better than everybody else I don't know if it's confidence I think he just well, or I don't think it's cockiness. I think it's just a boatload of, of confidence. And also, the kid just loves having fun. Like, he loves to play football. He lets his emotions, like, out. He doesn't hide his emotions. Where Sam Sam's kind of like, to himself, I'm here to play the game, try to do what I can. And he's kind of just, I wouldn't say uptight, but he's bottled in. His, his emotions are bottled in. So, you know, Baker, if – if he has the chance, he's going to take off and run and try and plow through somebody. Is it, is it smart? Maybe not, but he's he has the ability to do it. Um, We've is, seen him do it. He just played Carolina. Was it was it last year they played the Browns, or was it the year before? It's been recently where they played the Browns. I, I remember. I think it was twenty twenty. It may have been nineteen. I don't think they've played since I. Yeah, there were crowds. There were crowds. So yeah, I think it was twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, so, it was the year where we had like Kyle Allen and. Uh, just like a, we just ran through like whatever was left on our roster quarterback at that. It was Ron Rivera's last year. Uh, he got let go a little after halfway through the season. Cam was hurt the whole year, uh, got hurt in the preseason. It, it was that year. But I remember Baker Mayfield, I think it was here. I think he came, they came to Charlotte and played and he played really well. Um, I don't know. It's just wild, but uh, I think we've what, got Larry. like, do you want the Panthers to go into the season with Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, Matt Corral? 
And then six weeks into the season, I'm speaking as if, you know, I would be a fan at this point and be like, why did we not make a move? We had all offseason to, to do this and that. Why did we, we go back to Mayfield? He was right there. Exactly. <laughs> Stop banging your fist at the table for this team trying to do what every team should be doing, and that's try to win. Guess what? If you make this move and you win four or five games, yes, fire everybody. You're going to get a top pick. But it, do you want to see this team try? like eight to get to eight, nine wins. And maybe, maybe this is all that, that Baker Mayfield needed was a change of scenery. Maybe that's all the Panthers needed was a quarterback that just didn't lose them games. Yeah. It worked in the league. Ryan Tannehill, perfect example. Jimmy Garoppolo, perfect example. Russell, and I know that I might get, get some heat for this, but Russell Wilson earlier in his days in Seattle, he got way too much credit for what he did. Oh, I agree. That defense was insane. That running game, that running game they had was insane. Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're if absolutely you have right. Christian McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, it's a big if, but if, if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, you've got the weapons at wide receiver. This young defense is only going to get better. They're only going to add more pieces to it. You don't need a superstar quarterback to win the Super Bowl. You don't need a superstar quarterback to get you to the playoffs. You just got to have a guy that doesn't lose you a dang game. Yep. If he becomes Alex Smith, this is a win for the Panthers. Like, why Why get upset about that? You don't know if Anthony Richardson out of Florida or C.J. Stroud or if any of those guys, what they're going to do. You know what Baker Mayfield is when he's healthy. It's a pretty good quarterback. He's, he's yeah. I would say he's about the middle of the pack in terms of he he's really streaky. I said it before, the, the thing that bothered me the most about Sam Darnold, obviously physically he's got all the tools. He just – something was going on where he couldn't connect all of it together and string together stuff. And oh. maybe now maybe now that that's not going to be the case for Sam Darnold. But with Baker, Baker has that same uh, – I don't want to call it it factor, but he has that same kind of itch that my favorite Panther quarterbacks have had. Steve Berline, Jake DeLome, Cam Newton where it's like you don't feel like you're out of the game with them in the game. With Sam, it felt like at times we were out of the game <laughs> with him in the game, and we'd only be down like seven or six or something. It just yeah. felt hopeless that, you know, and I don't like that feeling. Uh, like, I know Skyler actually writes for Sports Illustrated for the Panthers. I'm really more of the, the fan uh, on this show, so I can kind of show more of my emotions and heart on my sleeve when it comes to the Panthers. And I was just I was starting to dread looking to this upcoming season and only Sam Darnold and a rookie that we drafted really and PJ Walker being the only ones in the quarterback room. Does this mean because we haven't even gotten to the parameters of the deal yet? Uh the the before okay, so before we go into the parameters of the deal, um, does this mean it's the end of PJ Walker in Carolina? Because they're not gonna carry four quarterbacks. Yeah, this has got to be the end for him. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna cut. Matt Corral. I mean, that's that's clear. No one's He's, gonna go and pick up Sam Darnold or trade for Sam Darnold. So yeah, PJ PJ is pretty much out. And you know, I I I thought he should have been gone last year. To be honest, mm -hmm. I thought Will Greer actually played better than him in the preseason. I think if you go back and look at their statistics, PJ Walker was under fifty percent completion percentage and going against twos and threes and fours. So. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Thank you. I, I'm not. I'm not saying Will Greer is is even a backup in the league, but maybe he's a third stringer. But he he outperformed PJ Walker last year. Let's not get that twisted. But 
really quick back on on the Baker thing. I know there's a lot of people that doubt his his ability to 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 be the guy. And I know there's a lot of question marks from the outside looking in the narrative is that he's not a great teammate, he's not he's cocky, yada yada yada. From everything I've heard and and I and I trust the people that have been telling me this stuff. He he is a team guy. This is a guy that people love to play with because he's got that attitude that he wants to go out there and win football games, and he's going to do everything in his power to, to make that happen. He may not have his best day, but he's still going to give you 150% effort. He's a high-effort, high-energy guy, kind of like Cam. Now, is he Cam Newton? No. Hell no. He's not Cam Newton. We, we he's not Cam. Cam. Yeah. He's from, a from an energy and a leader perspective, I haven't heard anything negative about Baker Mayfield. Not one. And that's the thing, too. That's the thing I don't understand because all of a sudden there's been this, like, uh, negative aspect attached to Baker Mayfield. I guess in terms of maybe him, like, uh, selling out other players or, or things of that sort. I don't really recall anything specific that Baylor's, I mean, that Baker said specifically about another player. No. I, we've heard other players complain that he wasn't getting the ball. Like Odell Beckham Jr., his dad did the whole free Odell Jr. thing and you know Odell <laughs> got a ring out of it by getting to LA but I mean you gotta understand he had Jarvis Landry and a whole a array of other targets to throw to in Cleveland I don't remember that in Oklahoma I don't remember Lincoln Riley ever saying anything poorly about uh from my recollection he loves Baker Mayfield yeah um, and, and that's so I, the thing that I think this team really lacked more than anything over these first two years with Matt Rule at the quarterback position not only you have to have a guy that can make the plays and, and prevent the bad ones from happening. But you got to have a guy that has confidence and a guy that can steer the ship. Like guys weren't going to Sam Darnold on the sideline after a play or after a series. There were right. times, if you remember, Robbie Anderson threw his helmet, was throwing his arms up in the air. Like you're not, you, you I don't think you're going to have that issue with Baker Mayfield. There's going to be guys that go over there and talk with Baker and have conversations about what they need to do to fix the He's a guy that's going to be, I think, followed around and going to be really well liked. I think it's a perfect situation for Baker to come into here in Charlotte. People got to understand, too, that Baker Mayfield went through like four offensive coordinators in five years in Cleveland or whatever it was, three and four years or something nuts, where like every year he had either a new head coach or a new offensive coordinator. So he basically had to learn a new offense every year that he was in Cleveland and a different cast of characters around him as they were building that team up. And this is a young guy. This is a young guy that came in, number one overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner. No uh, in the 2018 draft, it's funny now because the Panthers now have the first and the third selections yeah, of that draft in their quarterback Monday room. The oh, that was just uh, uh, Mercury Center. The audio is playing on the uh, Oh, whoops. Sorry about that. Let me, uh, Russia. As let me I sit here with that there because uh, that's not supposed to be playing. Thoughts, um, no, no, it's not playing. Wife, family, it might just be echoing off of me. But Real quick, just wanted to get to his stats and I'll get this off the screen here. He's thrown last year. He threw for three thousand yards, seventeen touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. He had a torn uh, labrum uh, in his shoulder. It wasn't his throwing shoulder; it was his other shoulder, if I'm not mistaken. But he played with it through the season, uh, so he played in pain all year. That happened early in the year. 
for, the, for his career, he's an above 60% completion passer. He's thrown for 14,000 yards uh, in what, four seasons, three, yeah, four seasons complete. Uh, 92 touchdowns to 56 interceptions. The whole, yes, he has thrown more interceptions than any other quarterback in the league since 2018, but the ratio of touchdown to interception ain't that bad. It's almost two to one um, and an 87.8 uh, rating. Uh, the he's White House is, uh, he's not a bad quarterback. Well he's he's better than what we had, and that's the main thing I land on here. He's just a better quarterback when you look at it. All the intangibles, everything that you mentioned, Skyler, in terms of uh, all the things that he brings to the table that Sam is not bringing to the table, I'm, I'm all for it. Now, my question now is, of course, I guess P.J. Walker is going to be the odd man out uh, in the Panther uh, quarterback room. Does this uh, – what, what do you think the long game is here for Carolina? Because it's actually a perfect situation. We didn't really get into uh, the, the the parameters of the deal, and I think some of it's still coming out, and I'll pull that up here now. Uh, I'm not mistaken. Baker uh, trimmed $3.5 million off of this to make yes. That you- tells me a lot. That tells me a lot, too, that he was willing to come to Carolina, like saw what they have, see what they're doing, and was like, you know what? I'm a bet on myself and not get this three million that's owed to me with the idea that I can make that on the back end after I have this season in Carolina. Who's to say Carolina doesn't want to resign him after the year's over if he has a good year? Yeah, and and I think long term, this this can only I, I would say it can only help. It can't hurt because if he goes out there and sucks, like okay, you throw Matt Corral out there, see what yeah. you have with him. And if that doesn't work, you're going to have a top pick in the draft. You're going to have a chance to get potentially a franchise-changing guy in the 2023 NFL draft that has a much stronger draft class of quarterbacks. So when my biggest thing for for a trade, whether it would have been for Baker or for Jimmy G, was you just can't give up big-time assets like they did for Sam Darnold. Now, it wasn't a lot, but losing a second-round pick kind of hurts. Fourth-round pick kind of hurts. Not as much maybe as the second round pick, but it was a lot of assets. To give up a 2024 fifth round conditional pick, that's still two drafts away. Yeah. I mean, if Baker sucks, he might even be here. <laughs> if Baker sucks and you don't want him, you what'd you give up for him? A guy that maybe, may you know, a third stringer, a practice squad guy? Like, yeah, some special teams runner or someone yeah. like that that, you know. Uh, so, okay, so the, here's the deal. So, uh, the Browns are going to get a 2024 conditional fifth round pick. It can become a fourth round selection uh, under certain uh, parameters. The deal is fi- uh, pending a physical. Uh, Carolina has already announced the acquisition. Cleveland is going to pay. Now, Baker Mayfield was owed $18 million uh, for the upcoming season, guaranteed. There's Cleveland's going to pay, pay $10.5 million of that to Baker this season, and they'll save $8 million in cash and salary cap space because of it. Carolina will pay only $5 million because Mayfield – uh, it was 18.8 uh, million. He agreed to a 3.5 million dollar pay cut, but he can earn back what he gave up in incentives, um, which is a very telltale uh, part of that as well. Because that tells me that Baker has been told that yes, there'll be a quarterback competition, but it's his to lose. Like I feel like if 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 they were that confident in Sam Darnold, they wouldn't make this deal in the first place. They'd be fine with what they're rolling with with you know Darnold, PJ Walker, and Matt Corral. The fact that they still went ahead and did this tells me that 
they are not completely fine with Sam Darnold being their number one option, and they are not happy with what else is out there uh, that they could bring in, like Jimmy G or whoever from or Cam Newton or whatever. Uh, this was the one. This was the spot that they knew going into that draft that, okay, we've got – they almost did it. They almost traded for Baker during the draft, correct, before Matt Corral fell in their lap thanks to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Uh, but, yeah, this almost happened two months ago. So nobody should really be surprised at this. We talked about this on this podcast and laid out how it happened. So this shouldn't be a shock to any Panther fan that's been paying attention. And really, to be honest, if you really watch the Panthers and you're a Panther fan, you should be excited about this because if anything, it should make Sam Darnold better because he actually has someone competing against him where he's like, Oh, this dude could take my job. Like, whereas before, I don't know if he thinks Matt Corral's up at a point that could take his job. He knows PJ Walker can't take his job. Baker Mayfield's coming in to take your job and he's going to have people rooting for it. <laughs> so like, this is it, Sam Darnold, like either get it together or, or, or get off the pot because there's, I don't know what happens to Sam after this. Competition brings the best out of everybody. And yep. this is a telling moment for Sam Darnold. And it's going to be a telling moment for Baker too, because if he gets outplayed by Sam Darnold, then yeah, that's probably the last time we'll see Baker as a starting mm-hmm. quarterback in the NFL. But yeah, because after this, he'll be an unrestricted free agent unless you know the Panthers sign him to a longer deal or whatnot. But uh, you just mentioned it's a good deal for Panthers because now they've got options at quarterback going forward. Yeah. They can either say uh, say Sam Darnold balls out forty touchdowns this season because he's got Baker Mayfield sitting on the bench. All right, Baker Mayfield's gone next year, and you can renegotiate with Sam Darnold. Let's say Sam Darnold. Doesn't even get on the field. Baker Mayfield's the starting quarterback, leads him to 11 wins, which I magically picked in our last uh, episode, but didn't sound right at all. <laughs> uh, say Baker leads them to 11 win season and a wild card berth or whatever, and then an NFC playoffs, and they get in. Now you could sit there and seriously go, okay, Baker, we'll give you a three year deal for, you know, whatever, 60 million or 80 million or whatever the quarterback going rate is right now. And you can let Matt Corral still sit for a year or two. Say they both flame out. You've got Matt Corral sitting there on the bench, and he can learn from them flaming out over the year, and he takes over next year, and you'll probably get a high draft pick because of it. So either way, it kind of – this is the best-case scenario for the Panthers, but I'm not going to lie. We've been told this story that year three is the year for Matt Rule and his teams or whatever since he was brought in. That was the narrative. You know, he needs a couple years to build the base and everything, but by year three, that's when his teams kind of take a turn. Do you feel now with this move, Skyler – of bringing in Baker Mayfield that the Panthers, I look at their offense and now, and I'm just like, okay, if everyone's healthy, th- I don't see why they can't be a playoff team with an extra seventh team in the NFC and AFC. If they're healthy, I'm just looking up the roster, the 52, and I'm just like, this is a good team. This is a good, young, solid team. They just need to learn how to win close games. Yeah, I mean, I think they're close. I, I don't know if they're – it's it's still hard for me because you just don't know. Like, is Baker going to stay healthy? Is the shoulder going to bother him? Is the offensive line actually going to be as improved as you and I both think it's going to be? Now, in terms of the the, the players that they've added to that line, yeah, they, there's a lot of talent there, but it's all, it's all about how they mesh together. So you've got that. You've got can that defensive unit kind of stay as a top – maybe not a top five, but maybe a top ten unit – with Hassan Reddick and Stephon Gilmore. I mean, there's some serious questions about that. So that mixed in with the, the schedule that they have, like we've said before, when we broke down the schedule preview, they got to get through those first four weeks, two and two or three and one. Because after that, it is straight 
hell because they got if I remember I don't remember the order but they've got the Rams the Bucks the Forty Nineers Bengals are are not too long after so it gets tough in a hurry so they got to start out quick to have a chance but I I just think this does make them more competitive a hundred percent it gives them a, a chance to compete and you look around the NFC South the the, the Falcons are a crapshoot. Like they may get swept by the entire division. And that's a very legit possibility. The Buccaneers are the Buccaneers, but I think a case can be made. I'm not saying that it should be made, but I think a case can be made that the Panthers could maybe, maybe pass the saints. And the only reason I say is because what happens if Jameis Winston comes back and is not the same Jameis Winston we saw last year, he had an ACL injury. So if he comes back and is a little hesitant, comes back and he doesn't have the same trust or just isn't that sharp, or maybe reverts back to the James of the 30 for 30 that we remember of him, I remember, <laughs> then there's That's a probably. chance the Panthers could pass the New Orleans Saints. I feel like, honestly, I feel like people are giving the Saints too much credit for one reason and one reason only. Sean is, Payton, not not head coach. Play. I mean, it, 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 he's – He's still got that situation off the field situation going on, right? Who? Who was that? Alan Kamara. Oh, uh, I don't know. Actually, I need to check on that. But uh, you're talking about Jameis and him coming. I think the reason why he was playing as well as he was at quarterbacks because he had Sean Payton whispering in his ear last year. Sean Payton's not there anymore. He he left. (laughs) So like people are still applying this uh, the Saints. The oh, they're going to be really good type thing. And I think people are forgetting Sean Payton's not there anymore. Uh, I, I know they said – I think they moved up to D.C. or something like that, the defensive coordinator. But I remember the year they did not have Sean Payton uh, after Bounty Gate or whatever. Yeah. And they had Drew Brees at quarterback, and they were awful. Like, he and, was more ingrained in how they handled everything day-to-day than people realize. I don't think the Saints are going to be – they've got talent on defense, and they do have talented parts on offense as well, but – to your point, Jameis Winston is the quarterback, and we haven't seen Michael Thomas in almost a full year. Uh, Alvin Kamara some injuries last year too. And, and and let's not let's not forget too. Like I said, Jameis is coming off an ACL injury, and if I'm Jameis, I'm I'm pretty nervous. I'm going to be thinking about that knee injury a lot because Teron Armstead's not blocking for you anymore. Right, right. He's in- first year back from it too. Usually it takes you a full year to kind of get back to. Uh, off of that and then football it's a little bit different than coming back and doing it in like yeah. like Kevin Durant style in basketball or Clay Thompson or whatever uh, Clay Thompson is two years with two similar injuries like this so yeah, I'm not too worried have, about the Saints if you don't have one of the best left tackles in the league protecting your blind side anymore I mean you might have a rookie kind of yeah that's so. a different kind of party. and then again I know I, I say this every year Tom Brady is 45 like this has to stop <laughs> some eventually this has to end like father Tom is undefeated this game though he's playing with tom brady has gone into like triple overtime <laughs> like this should have been done yeah seven years ago and like he's caught like a third win i know tampa brought back a lot of players i know they brought back a lot of that offense uh but again same situation bruce arians is not the head coach of this team now, it's a different situation because you could say basically Tom Brady was probably running an offense by the time, you know, they got to the end of year one and it'll probably be similar. No Gronk. Gronk is retired, although 
Gronk could pop up in October. We don't know. You, you know how that goes. He could just show oh. up week nine and they'll throw him out there and they'll have 10 touchdowns and, <laughs> and then retire for the third time or whatever. Tampa, of course, is going to be out there. But I think Carolina, out of the four teams in the NFC South, especially with this move, have set themselves up to be a, a, a contender, a player, uh, at least be in the conversation. Like uh, I was talking to JP Mundy. Uh, from Tobacco Road Sports Radio and uh, the Greensboro News and Record about this the other day. And he had mentioned about the Hornets and the Panthers, because this was right around uh, when the Miles Bridges stuff came out uh, last week, right before uh, right before free agency started. And he was like, I just want one of the Charlotte teams to show that they're trying to win. Like, that was his quote. He, I just want to see the front office go for it and do something to show that they're they're trying to win. They're trying to win, whatever. I think this is the Panthers saying, hey, we're trying to do this. Like, And they have been showing this the past two or three years. They were in the running for Deshaun Watson. If they had been willing to pay the fully guaranteed amount that he was asking for, he would be in Carolina. He wouldn't be in uniform. He'd be like in a hotel room watching news reports on his stuff, but he would be a Panther. We dodged the bullet, by the way, with the yeah. whole Deshaun Watson thing, because I don't think he's playing this year. He may uh, never play again. He may never play again. And the Cleveland Browns yeah. look crazy <laughs> right now guaranteeing him all that money even trying to get, skirt around the fact that they kind of thought he wasn't going to play either only going to pay him a million base salary this year trying to scoot around the facts and it feels like nah we ain't, we ain't having it like that so i don't know we got out of that and now you've got a situation where your potential starting quarterback could be making six million this year on a prove it type of deal which is what you want for a young guy that has something to prove in baker mayfield he's got weapons around him in theory, he'll have a healthy Christian McCaffrey behind him, who's a top three NFL player when healthy. McCaffrey's, what, 25, 26, somewhere in there? So he should be, in theory, entering his prime. You've got wide receivers. You've got a rebuilt offensive line. The defense was second overall in the league last year in yards allowed. I don't see what the problem is here for, for Panther fans. Like, this should be the most optimistic you've been. You're paying a guy five, only $5 million, and I'll say it again. $5 million, again, and I'll say it one more time, to lead your team that led a team called the Cleveland Browns to a playoff <laughs> win in Pittsburgh. They won 11 games in Cleveland year before last. Like, I mean, <laughs> what? In that division. It, and, P, I literally – there was a, a Twitter space that I hopped on for a few minutes before I, I hopped on to another call, and somebody was complaining be like, well, this is just only going to, this isn't just a, a this year thing. It's going to set this team back three or four years because they're going to win eight or nine games. They're going to get sucked in thinking that they can win with them. If this team wins eight or nine games, is that not taking the step in the right direction? Considering they've won, what, five of the past two years? Considering all the five injuries and everything else? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they've they've averaged five wins a season the past three years, and people are complaining that they might actually increase that win total by four or five wins. Yeah. Like, and I, you're I don't complaining it. if this team wins eight to nine games, you're taking a step in the right direction. There's no one in in the entire league that expects a team that won five games to all of a sudden go and become a 10-11 win team. Which would and be like, in the playoffs. Like, a nine wins might be a wild card team in the NFC yeah, with seven teams getting in. I mean, you're playing extra, you're playing extra innings if like you can make that happen. I just don't see why anybody would complain about this because he you're doesn't, not giving up anything. Again, you, you're giving up, yeah, a, you're giving up you're anything. You're, 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 you're giving up a fourth. You're giving up a fourth. Maybe a, well, you're giving up a fifth, maybe a fourth in uh, a year after next, uh, where people will forget what that, that draft pick was. You know, like when we get to that point 
I'm pretty sure Scott Fitterer will probably have that pick replaced by the time we get to 2024, the way he moves around on the draft. Yeah. So it's like it's nothing. And then on top of all of it, other than people being annoyed from his uh, commercials or whatever, I can't name some kind of off-field incident that Baker did that makes me cringe. Or okay, uh, I will say there was one. <laughs> he had some kind of fight or something outside of a bar or something like, like years ago, didn't he? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was hilarious. This is, I, I believe this is when he was still back at Oklahoma. Something <laughs> happened, and, and he was talking with the cops. And he started running away, and the cop just absolutely drilled him. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. If you haven't seen it yet, type up Baker Mayfield police video or something. The, the cop just laid the dude out. But, I'm not. I'm not gonna pull it up for the podcast, but on <laughs> that probably on YouTube. I'm sure Baker probably doesn't. Probably wishes it didn't exist, and he yeah. had anything else about him acting like that since. So he must have got some sense knocked into him. I'm excited. Normally, I don't even go down to Spartanburg for uh, uh, training camp, but I'm actually considering coming down for like a day or two and just kind of being there and watching what's happening now that they've got Baker in. If you're a Panther fan, this should probably be the most excited you've been about the Panthers since. 2016, 2017, you know, right after the 15 and one year, you know, it's not because Baker is this franchise changing guy. It's you right. got a freaking chance to, to win games. Yes. Like, it's that's all we want. <laughs> that's all we want. Just give us a chance. And, and this team rarely, if you think about it, since Matt rule got here, even though they completely flipped the defense out in a season and they've basically flipped out most of the offense as well. They rarely, if ever get blown out. If you really look at their scores they're in tight games like every week they just this team just didn't have uh the horses to get over that hump in terms of learning how to win in the past two years hopefully they've learned from their lumps but it's also because they were deficient in certain positions like quarterback that was holding them back or running back because of injury if all those things fall into place I, i don't see the problem i'll say this because some of these people just they they really they really tickle (laughs) <laughs> they really make me chuckle, and we 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 throw crap on people all the time because people say stuff about our takes, and, and it's fine; it's fair game. So we're going to back to them, but um, it, it just it just makes me laugh when they they think that this is going to affect the team three four years from now, not knowing the result of this. But what I'm saying is, you have already a team, a defense that was nearly top five in every defensive category last year. One of the sure best pass defenses in the whole league. Sure, you lose a couple of pieces off that, but you get a lot of that back. They're going to get better. You're going to have J.C. Horn back. Then you take a offensive line and completely upgrade it. We're talking about having a potential top ten offensive line and a top ten defense. And you and you are going to be saying, okay, I'd rather have a top ten offensive line, top ten defense, and that was going to get me a top three or five pick in the draft for a quarterback. You were never even with Sam Darnold. We're never going to get a top three, top five pick in that draft. This team's too good to lose just no. to lose like every game and win like two games or whatever. It's just so why not go get, if you have a top 10 defense, top 10 offensive line, why not go get a quarterback like Baker Mayfield and see what happens? <laughs> oh, and, oh, and by the way, you have a wide receiver that you just extended in DJ Moore, who's hit 1,100 yards receiving his first three years in the league. Look at who has thrown to DJ Moore over the past three years. For him to be able to accomplish that is insane. How, how full circle is this, right? You know the, the Browns fan that has that jersey with all the names crossed out of all the quarterbacks? <laughs> yeah. they've it's like the same thing with DJ Moore and all the quarterbacks that he's had thrown to the last three years. <laughs> well, some Panther fans got to do that. 
at some point. It's true. We look since since Cam Newton's foot and shoulder fell off uh, twenty, really the preseason of twenty nineteen, but it started right before that twenty eighteen. Uh, 2017 was the last, I think, the last playoff team the Panthers had, and they lost to the, I think, the Saints in the wild card round. Um, but we haven't had stability at quarterback going on six years now, really. You know, in yeah. terms of, and we still don't know who's going to start, but it's going to be, it's going to be Baker Mayfield. Yeah, like, I mean, cool. you know what I mean? Like, it's just with the the last episode we just had of this show, or no one on this, the last time you're on rundown with me on Saturday mornings, uh we had you on because you were watching the mini camp and you let off with, yeah, Sam Darnold had like one of the worst days he's ever had here. <laughs> like It was it just was like not awful. It was all over the place. That day might've led to them deciding, oh, you know what, let's go ahead and go back to the Baker Mayfield. Well, because this ain't it, this ain't gonna, your, your other players are watching this, you know, like people have to take that into account. The other defense is seeing this, the other offensive players are seeing Sam Darnold underthrow or throw it in the dirt or whatever. They might have secretly wanted to be like, hey, let's get somebody else in here, you know? And that that energy that I talked about, that that again, not confident or you know, cockiness, but the confidence, confidence, energy, effort. When you have a quarterback that has all three of that at a very high level, and you throw them onto a team that's again got possibly a top 10 defense, top 10 offensive line, best running, one of the best running backs in the league, like that's going to ignite a spark. In these guys, because you go into training camp with Sam Darnold, yeah, they're going to be excited for the new season and all that stuff because that's what they get paid to do. They love the game of football. But when you add Baker Mayfield to the mix and he brings that high energy and high effort, now you got Greasy. You are going yeah. to be playing at a whole other level. Mm-hmm. You got guys now that feel look, look at someone like a Terrence Marshall who's coming yeah. into his second year, uh, LSU product. They they already expect him to be the third wide receiver. Imagine how he feels now, knowing Baker Mayfield's coming in here. He's it, it, he's kind of starting a level playing field with everybody else, you know. Uh, Robbie Anderson should be concerned. Just speaking of wide receivers and their feelings, I wonder what Robbie thinks about this. Because remember, earlier this offseason, oh, yeah, the- <laughs> nah. <laughs> didn't he address that when he finally talked to the media? He was just like, "No, nah, I was trying to show love for my current quarterback or whatever." But Again, that's the same quarterback you threw your helmet and were yelling at on the sideline towards the end of the year last year, and your stats went as soon as Sam Darnold became the quarterback from like 90-something receptions to like 50-something receptions to points where we didn't even realize you were in the game, Robbie Anderson, because Sam Darnold could not connect with you. Uh, someone from Facebook asking us watching live. And thanks to everybody just watching this live right now on uh, Facebook Watch, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, the podcast audio version of this will be available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, uh, all, all major podcast form, uh, formats, you'll have it there uh, here later on today. Ask, is there a chance if Deshaun Watson gets a year suspension from the Browns that Sam Darnold goes to Cleveland? Uh, I no. would say no, because if that's the case, they probably would have threw Sam Darnold into this trade if they had an inkling that that might be the case. I don't think the Browns think that he's going to be suspended for a full year. Will he be? I think so, but I don't think the Browns think that. And the Browns don't want Sam Darnold, like, is there well, a team that wants Sam Darnold? Once <laughs> Sam Darnold won, number two, like you said, if, if that was the case, they would have threw him in the trade. And th- that had to have been discussed. You know, right? yeah. that, that at some point in time had to have been discussed. But you want Sam? Do you want us to just throw him in there? You got to give us nothing else. We'll just give him to you. Nah, we're good. We don't want, nah. But why <laughs> why would you want him when they have Jacoby Brissett? You know, like Jacoby, no, he's not. <laughs> 
Jacoby Brissett's better than Sam Darnold, probably. Um, I mean, is there a quarterback yeah. worse than Sam Darnold? That's, that's the road we're traveling down now, Scott. Is there a quarterback out there that's worse than Sam Darnold? Oh, gosh. There's a few. <laughs> PJ. Uh, PJ Walker. That doesn't help us. It's Panther, uh, Panther folks, they're both in the same quarterback room in Charlotte. Uh, I can't think of one that's a starter that's worse right now, but um, that might be a topic for another uh, episode. Is there a quarterback worse than I mean, I, I think you could maybe, maybe. I'd take Tyrod Taylor. I'd take uh, uh, Would you take Drew uh, Oh, I mean, shoot. there's the quarter. I, he just popped into my head. Now I can't even think of who. Uh, Daniel Jones. I'd take him before him. I mean, I'd take Daniel Jones before Sam Darnold. Uh, the yeah. rookies that came out last year. It's Seattle's situation. Who's the quarterback in Seattle right now? It's either going to be Geno or or Drew Locke. So that might be the bullseye right there. It's probably it might be in Seattle, but Seattle doesn't want Sam Darnold. That yeah. just speaks well, volumes. They, they, said <laughs> no, they said hell no to Baker Mayfield. So if they yeah. said why would they want to why oh, would they yeah. want to bring in Sam Darnold? So <laughs> wow. So it's just like wow, we may very well have the worst quarterback in the entire league fighting for a starting spot with Baker Mayfield. So this is gonna come down there's, to there, a there's, a good, there's a very good chance that the guy that's making the least, or uh, actually I don't know if it's the least, but the, the most. Uh, money in that room will be on the bench. Sam Darnold, while uh, Baker Mayfield making $5 million is out there on the field. So, Real, real quick before we end this episode uh, here, and thanks again to our partners at Bet Online, um, the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast will be available uh, across all major podcast formats and on Facebook, Watch, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The video version will be available. Uh, you'll be able to see that as well at sportsconomonthly.com. Um, any chance they cut Sam Darnold? No, um, I don't. I don't think so because you you don't want to have more dead money. You know what I mean? Like that's just. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the point, the whole point of this wasn't to to bring Baker in to to be the starter. Like, I mean, yeah, that's their goal. That's what they feel like is going to happen. That's what we all think is going to happen. But the whole thing was to add competition to this room. Let the best man win. Because guess what? If Sam Darnold goes out there and looks really good and maybe perhaps looks better than than Baker, which honestly probably for the first week or so of training camp, he should. He's been here longer. He's been right. He knows the playbook. Yeah, he should he should so, look better. That's a great point. He should so, now if he doesn't in the first week, then that kind of tells the whole story right there. Like this is why right. I went to go get Baker Mayfield. But, but no, uh, you'll be Sam Darnold will be indeed on this roster throughout the entire season. If he doesn't, I'll eat I'll eat my words, but I I, I don't see a situation where he's not. Do you feel like uh, offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo had a lot to do with getting Baker here? Because uh, I feel like if he thought Sam was salvageable, that maybe he would have fought for him a little bit harder. But I remember him being down on both of these quarterbacks in that draft, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had was it Lamar Jackson. I think it was he had the highest rated in that Josh draft or something. Josh. Josh Allen. That's right. Yeah, and then and Lamar was after that, I believe, at the end of the uh, end of the first round to the Ravens who I actually wanted for the Panthers at the time, but they had just drafted DJ Moore a couple of uh, picks right before that. Um, do you feel McAdoo has had a lot to say with this? And who do you think would better fit his system, Mayfield or uh, Baker? Well, or, I mean, Mayfield or, uh, <laughs> they definitely probably asked for his input, right? I mean, I don't think that they would have made a trade for a quarterback and not had his, his voice be heard, but 
in terms of did he like really pull the strings? Was he the guy that really was like, yeah, let, we have to do this? I, I don't know. I think this was more of a a collaborative effort between Scott and Matt because Matt realizes again this this is the year for him because if not, he's gone. Like I, I think he knows that. You know, David Tepper came out and voiced his support for Matt and said, yeah, like yeah, this is going to take some time, but. He did still slip in there. Like at the end of the day, we we have to take into consideration wins and losses. They do mean something. So he's got to start winning games this year. You're not going to do that with Sam Darnold. You're, you have a chance. Like again, we said you have a chance to to win with Baker Mayfield. Um, and for Scott, I think again he he mentioned this back in gosh I don't know when it was maybe late March. I asked him you know about the, something about the quarterback situation. He's like, look, we feel we're we're like a quarterback away, you know, to just you know, plop a quarterback in here and we can, we can win some games. No, we've said, we've said it on this podcast. We've felt that at times where if they could well, just, fix the quarterback, not bad. no, not they've at had all. Really good dreams. So they've had, so they've had like three drafts now since rules got here. Correct. Three. Yeah. And only two with Scott. Yeah. And two, the past two. Fitter. Um, I feel like they have nailed these drafts. Um, I actually got into an argument about that when it came with the Hornets the other day too, where it was like the one thing you can't say about the Hornets and the Panthers the past three seasons or so is that they have done their due diligence in the drafts. Like they have done very well drafting young talent that can be molded into whatever they're going to try to mold it into the Panthers more so I would say than the Hornets, just because they started off that first year with with a high draft pick top 10, and they've been able to kind of build off that. And then Fitter came in the next year and just turned the board into a chessboard well, with all the moves he made. Well, speaking of the draft, how interesting is this? Now, with this trade, the Panthers own the first and third picks of the 2018 draft, and they own the seventh and the tenth picks from the 2020 draft with Derek Brown C.J. Henderson. So they wow. have two of the first three picks, both being quarterbacks, on the roster. I, I don't know if there's ever – I'm sure there, there may have at some point where the first two quarterbacks in a draft class were on the same team and not even on this out of their rookie contract yet because they're both in their fifth-year option. So maybe that hasn't happened. I don't know if we've ever had two quarterbacks go in the top three of the draft and at some point be on the same team before the rookie deals it. I don't know. I don't know. We're but you can catch this episode as well as previous episodes on the uh, Believe Podcast Network. For Sports Illustrated, Skylar Callahan, I am Desmond Johnson. You've been uh, – mini camps or training camps started, so probably about mid to late July we should return for preseason for the Panthers. Of course, if anything pops up news-wise uh, with the Panthers, you can expect us to be here. Follow Skylar on Twitter at Callahan underscore for the latest news on the Carolina
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.